Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. So hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, lovely people, depending on what time of day it is. So I'm going to dive straight in today with a couple of questions for you. Now, this is assuming that you have a goal or more than one goal, whether or not you've written it down, whether or not you're actively working towards it, just something that you want to achieve. So a goal that you know that you want to achieve. Now, when you think about where you are today in relation to that goal, How do you feel that you're doing? Are you making progress? Are you on track? Just notice what comes to mind when you think about that. Now, it was a bit of a trick question because whatever answer came to mind will have been based on a comparison. Now, that could be a comparison to where you were previously, a comparison to where you want to be, a comparison to where you thought you would be, or even a comparison to where you perceive others to be. Without comparison, there would be nothing to measure against. So today we are talking about, guess what? Comparison and how to stop using others as a measure for your own success and how it can actually be a really powerful tool. But first of all, why is this important? Why should you even care? Well, so many people compare themselves and their lives against others. And with the rise in social media use, there are many, many, many other people out there to compare yourself with. This so very often leads to people feeling as if they are inadequate, they aren't good enough, and it can often end up in not pursuing the things that they want to do in life or the things that they'd love to do because of that. When you understand what's really going on, why you're comparing yourself in the first place, you can then use comparison as your own internal compass to guide you through what needs addressing in your own life, or as a coach, this is something that's particularly useful with your clients. So comparison can close down a distorted view that a person has of themselves and the situation. On the flip of that, it can also open up a whole new frame of mind, a whole new way of thinking around any given situation when used in that way. So first of all, then, what do I mean by comparison? Well, the actual definition is a consideration or estimate of the similarities or dissimilarities between two things or people. So it's comparing one thing with another and noticing what is the same or similar and what is different. Now, I think it's safe to say that we have all at some point in our lives compared ourselves to someone else or compared our current position to where other people are. But is this always a bad thing? The answer might surprise you that I'm going to say not necessarily. Having so much access to people's lives or at least the bits of the life that they care to share with you does allow you to gain some insight into what is possible. So that can be really positive because it can generate some new ideas and inspiration into your own life, giving you that insight into the kind of things that you can create and achieve. But obviously this isn't always what happens. Comparison is often used as a tool to almost self-deprecate and feed a negative belief cycle that a person has about them not doing well enough or feeling less than. And whilst this isn't news, I think it's worth mentioning because although you may have heard it before, has it really registered? What you see on social media 
and what's really going on in people's lives can be poles apart. The story that you see on Instagram isn't the full story, it's a highlight. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that anyone who appears happy on social media is lying to you. It's about keeping in mind that even those people have down days. They have their own insecurities and things that they are dealing with, which they may not be posting about. So again, whilst you already know this, a filter applied to a picture is not the picture. It's an airbrushed version of someone. So if you find yourself comparing your version of reality with somebody else's version of reality, just keep in mind that it's not necessarily the reality itself. Personally, I think that we should celebrate looking the way that we do, blemishes, wrinkles and all. If we're around long enough to have wrinkles, then they really are a privilege. But I digress. Whilst you may find yourself comparing who you are or where you are with other people, they may well be doing the same thing with someone else. I think I said in a podcast only recently, um, a quote who I can't actually find out who said it anywhere, but it was, um, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. Everyone has a different starting point. That includes physically, mentally and emotionally. When one person is starting a business, they may be able to dedicate 50 hours a week to getting it off the ground. They may have money in the bank to support them. Whereas another person may be able to make room to do five hours a week and may be doing it from very little resources. And of course, everyone's goals will be different too. So even if on the surface, your goals appear to be the same as somebody else's, the way that you want them, the timescales, the work that you want to do, the people that you want to work with will be different to the next person. So if you're having one of those days when you're feeling it, you'd rather curl back into bed than jump in front of your laptop or go for a run or whatever it is, going on social media and looking at people who are 20 steps ahead of you may not be the best move. It may be. If you're someone who is inspired and driven by seeing what is possible, then that might be a good move for you to do. Whereas if you're someone who sees other people as a representation of what you're not, or you believe you never will be, and seeing that gap between where you are now and where you want to be, is really unmotivating, then my first tip is to just not do it. Don't go on social media. Do something else instead. Because a lot of the time, what people are actually doing is comparing apples with pears, and the two things aren't the same. Comparing your first year in business with someone else's 25th year isn't the same thing. Even comparing your first year with somebody else's first year isn't the same thing. Unless you have identical goals and you're doing exactly the same work day in, day out, you have the same beliefs, the same values, the same skill set. Well, again, it's not the same. So on those days where you feel like you'd rather not bother, where the motivation is lacking, those are the days that it's really important to look to the things that do inspire you. Instead of going down the rabbit hole and digging deeper into the world where nothing happens, where you get stuck in a rut of comparisonitis, look at what's the next logical step that you can take to just turn your focus towards something more positive, even if it's just one slight step, because that's a step in the right direction. Now, the real question is, though, what is going on? What is comparison really about? Because comparison is never about the person that you're comparing yourself with. They are simply a representation of what's going on for you. And by that, I mean how you perceive yourself. Now, my goodness me, did I used to compare myself a lot. Coming from the world of acting and modelling, 
albeit commercial modelling as opposed to catwalk or fashion, there were still lots of really pretty ladies that I worked with or interacted with on a regular basis. And at that time, I couldn't help but compare myself. I believed that I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't good enough, talented enough, knowledgeable enough. You name it. I wasn't enough of it. And if I'm honest, and I'm going to have to be really honest here, I resented some of those people at that time. I thought that they were born with the lucky gene, something that I didn't have. And I would come up with all sorts of reasons and excuses as to why they were better than I was. And I'd find a way to justify why that was to make myself in an attempt to make myself feel better. I thought that they had it easier than me or maybe that they had better connections. They had the privilege of expensive skincare or clothes or hairdressers that I didn't. Now, that, all of that stuff was all about me. It had absolutely nothing to do with them. I really liked the people that I was working with and at the same time, I was jealous of them. But that jealousy was really all about me. Now, I'll bring this to life so that it makes a bit more sense to you. Imagine that there is a lady called Julie and Julie wants to be a motivational speaker in her area of expertise and it's something that she's never done before. So Julie begins taking steps towards her goal. She has speaker training. She has vocal lessons. She starts doing small tasks every day. Then one day she opens up Instagram and she sees the likes of Mel Robbins or Gabby Bernstein, Oprah, giving a talk to an audience of 50,000 people. And it is phenomenal. They have a stand innovation and the crowd goes wild. So how does Julie process and interpret that event? Well, it depends on Julie's model of the world or her reality. If Julie believes that she will succeed, that she has what it takes, that she's willing to put the work in and climb her way up the ladder one step at a time with the faith and the belief that great things will happen, then Julie may well see these other women as inspiring. They're an inspiration for what is possible in her own life. From watching them, she may pick up on things that she can take from them, things she can learn, hints, tips, and then practice and apply these to her own talks. The very vision of them could be the thing that keeps Julie going when she has those tough days. When using comparison in a way that's of benefit, Julie may compare the similarities that she has with those other women or even the differences. She may spot some advantages that she has that they didn't. She could compare her financial or living circumstances with theirs and look at that as the gap that she wants to close comparing where she is to what she knows is possible. So that is one possibility and how comparison could be used. What could also happen? Let's say Julie's version of reality is one where she doesn't believe in herself. In fact, she doesn't believe that she's capable of saying something interesting to the milkman, let alone a room of 50,000 people, as much as she wants it. She doesn't feel motivated in the way that she knows those other women are. And rather than being an inspiration, they're more of a confirmation that she'll never get there. So in this scenario, in this reality, Julie sees all of the differences as being something bad. Any similarities may be just dismissed because of the comparison between where she is now and where they are. Same situation, different interpretation and using comparison in two very different ways. So how then can you use comparison in a way that benefits you and for those of you who are coaching, 
benefits your clients as well. So I'm going to talk about the two different ways that you can use it, starting with the first one, which is that you can use comparison as a feedback tool. If you find that thinking about someone else's position brings negative emotion to the forefront for you, then that's an opportunity for you to discover what is going on. What is that emotion? What are the beliefs behind the things that you're comparing? So, for example, is there a feeling of anger or jealousy of not being where they are? Is there a belief that you could never achieve those things, that you're not as good as whoever it is you're comparing yourself with? Think about it. If you absolutely believed that anything was possible and you believed that you were capable of it, then there would be nothing to compare. You know that there may be steps involved to get there. In fact, there will be if you haven't achieved it yet. But you would know that it's just a matter of time, a matter of taking those steps. Actually, Carl Jung, a famous Swiss psychiatrist, said that until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Yet many people spend their whole lives oblivious to the very things that drive everything that they do in life. Life just happens on autopilot. They behave automatically without thought, keep thinking the same things, feeling the same things, and they end up wherever life takes them. So being aware of those internal limitations really is a gift and an opportunity to do something about it. But here's the thing. You have to be the one to take responsibility for it. You have to want to change. So when these things come up for you, when you're comparing yourself with someone else or something else, take it as an opportunity to ask yourself, what is it that that person has that I don't believe I can? What is it that I don't believe is possible for me? And then pay attention to whatever comes to mind, because pushing it back, suppressing it and pretending that it isn't there doesn't make it go away. In fact, over time, it probably grows and the comparison builds. The thing that lies beneath that comparison is usually the very thing that you need to overcome in order to be, do and have everything that you want to achieve in your own life. So it's about changing your perspective and seeing comparison as information and feedback that you can use to improve your own life. So that's the first thing, and it's really powerful information for you and also as a coach with your clients. Now, the second one that I want to talk about. In NLP, there is what we call a contrast frame. So this is the comparing of an alternative to provide access to additional information. It's a contrastive perspective. See, the thing is, Everything in life is measured by its comparison of something else. Without comparison, there would be no measure and you wouldn't know if something was good or bad. So to give you an example, let's take sleeping on a blow-up camping bed in your friend's box room. Well, compared to a nice mattress on a king-size bed with silk sheets and a hot water bottle, the camping bed seems pretty awful. Yet, if you compare the same camping bed in your friend's box room with sleeping rough on the streets, with nothing but a sleeping bag, then suddenly that camping bed seems very appealing. Another example. So many people talk about eating a healthy diet. The question really is, compared to what? Eating egg on white bread is healthy compared to eating fried chicken and chips. Yet, compared to a superfood goji berry salad with avocado, it's probably not considered that healthy. Then in business, whether you're doing well or not. Firstly, my question would be, what does doing well even mean? Is that financially, contracts, sales, clients? And then compared, so comparison again, to who or what? 
being able to spot these comparisons, which are often not that obvious, is something that we teach on our practitioner coach program. They can be quite sneaky little things that go unnoticed. And being able to identify those is super important because they play a huge part in how we show up in the world, how we measure our own success. And they give us massive amounts of information about what is going on internally for that person. Now, comparison is a wonderful tool. The real key is to apply it in a way that you can use it to measure yourself, to measure your own progress. Otherwise, how would you know how far you've come? The only thing that matters in your world really is your journey. When you are pushing yourself, when you're reaching for those goals, constantly striving for more, it can be easy to forget how far you've come. So comparing where you were to where you are now can serve as a reminder of all the work that you've done so far. Even if it's not as much as you'd like, without it, you wouldn't have a comparison to know that you want to stretch yourself further in the future. You can then also use it as a measure for where you are now versus where you want to be. So comparing your current situation to your desired situation to identify the gap and work out what needs to happen to get there. What are the steps involved? So just to recap quickly on those two points and how you can use comparison in your life in a positive way, should you wish to. The first one, if you find that you're comparing yourself to others and it brings some stuff up, some emotion, some beliefs, then see it as information. Ask yourself, what is it that that person has? What is it that they're doing? Who are they that I don't believe is possible for me? It's brought something into your conscious awareness that needs dealing with for you to be able to achieve the things that you want in your life. In fact, we did a podcast a while ago that I think you'll find really useful all about projection and how the things that you dislike in others are really about you and what it means. So I'll pop that in the show notes and you can head on back to have a listen to that. So see this information, this comparison, the feedback that you're getting as something for you to act upon to create more positivity and move you forward in your life. Then the second thing is to choose how you plan to use comparison. Is it to see the good or the bad? Because remember, it's all about perspective and it always depends on what you're comparing it to. Keeping in mind and knowing that the real comparison is only ever with yourself, how far you've come and where you are going to next. And the good thing about that is that you really are the only thing that you really have any control over, which means you're able to do something about it. So that, my friends, is it for today's episode. Now, I could say that it's been a short one, but if I did, then that would depend on which episode of whose podcast I'm comparing it with. (laughs) So instead, I'm just going to bid you farewell. Have a wonderful day and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.